With today's Jaldi 5, here are your hosts, Jaggu and Tarana. Hello there, welcome to Jaldi 5. Hope you've had a fabulous weekend. I'm Jaggu. I'm Tarana. And if all you focused on on the weekend was election-related news and are now wondering what else is going on, worry not, because we've gone through the stories and have hand-picked five topics that'll make you feel all caught up and ready to lead any discussion in the pantry today. Let's get you started. Number 5. North Korea's state media is quite upset with former US Vice President Joe Biden for being critical about their country and their supreme leader Kim Jong Un. Biden is campaigning these days to become the Democratic Party's presidential candidate against a packed bench of other hopefuls, but he is the current front runner and many in his party believe he's their best bet to oust Trump from the White House. At a rally in Philadelphia last week, Joe Biden criticized Donald Trump's approach to the leaders of North Korea and Russia, accusing Trump of embracing tyrants and this has sparked off some very entertaining and colorful commentary from North Korea's official news agency KCNA It's accused Biden of slandering the supreme leadership and being reckless and senseless seized by ambition for power it also said what he uttered is just sophism of an imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being let alone a politician we also had to google sophism it is a clever but false argument especially one used deliberately to deceive KCNA has also put together a laundry list of Biden's past gaffes and humiliations going as far back as his university days where apparently he got an F for plagiarism they also mentioned that Biden once fell asleep during an Obama speech in 2011 and that it turned him into a laughing stock and also criticize him for his vulgar acts and words about women and his thoughtless remarks now multiple women have accused Biden this year of touching them inappropriately in the past and complained about his rather touchy feely approach and the invasion of personal space and so KCNA has declared that Joe Biden is not worth pinning hope on adding that he is a fool of low IQ North Korea doesn't seem to understand that the more they say they don't like him the more appealing Biden will be to the Americans but you know as long as they keep entertaining us we're not complaining number 4 We're now moving across the world to the kingdom of Brunei that caught our attention last month where its sultan Hassan al-Bolkiah announced new anti-gay laws in the country including death by stoning for gay sex. These new rules had celebrities like George Clooney and Elton John leading a backlash against the sultan and his investments in fancy hotels around the world and now petitioners have made the sultan lose his degree. Bolkiah was awarded an honorary law degree in 1993 by the Oxford University. And when the public learned of it, nearly 100 120,000 people signed a petition last month calling on the university to cancel it as part of the review process the university wrote to the sultan to notify him and asked him for his views by June 7th but he's written back saying i don't want it seeking to temper the backlash the sultan earlier this month also had to backtrack on the death penalty for gay sex and so even though the actions aren't nearly enough pressure from the rest of the world is making him pay bit by bit for being a tyrant it's one of the upsides of social media you know oxford degree and all is okay but what will i do if rolls royce says you know what we don't want you to drive all those cars you bought from us please return them number 3 There's some interesting stuff happening in the world of well-known classic cars. One actually just got stolen. One chap posing as a classic car collector showed up at a specialist car dealership to test drive a 1985 Ferrari 288 GTO. Now not only is this a rare car, only 272 of them were ever made and this particular car was once owned by F1 driver Eddie Irvine who drove for Ferrari in the 90s. So 
this car also has some street cred so the would be car thief and one of the dealers took the car out for a 2 hour test drive and when they returned as the dealer got out of the passenger seat the guy basically put the car back into gear and accelerated away ferrari's fresh off the production line cost a bomb to begin with but given that this one was a classic it came with a price tag of 2 million euros that's over 15 crores Luckily, given that it's such a distinctive car, it was found a few days later parked in a garage in a town close by to where it was stolen. As valuable as it is, it's practically unsellable if it's stolen. There's very few buyers for a car like this, and all those collectors would have known it was stolen, so they wouldn't touch it. The car thief though is still at large, probably trying to figure a much less expensive vehicle to carjack. But if you want to buy a completely legal car with even more street cred, there's an Aston Martin for 3.5 million dollars or a little under 25 crores. The sports car maker is building 28 Aston Martin DB5s that are exactly like the 1964 model that Sean Connery drove as James Bond in Goldfinger. Those 25 cars are also going to have most of the special accessories that James Bond had in the movie. Among the options available, the car will have rotating license plates that can show three different sets of numbers and replica machine guns that poke out from behind the turning indicators. Other features include a smoke screen device to hide the car from potential villains following you, as well as a replica oil squirter to release an imaginary oil slick behind the car to have that particularly chipku villain's car skid away. And in case all of that isn't enough, the car will also have extendable front and rear battering rams. It seems there are no plans to include an ejector seat, something that the car in the movie did have and it was put to good use. But the manufacturers do say that there may be a surprise or two when you hit the ejector button. The cars are being built from scratch to look exactly like the classic version. There's only one catch that comes with the James Bond look and the 25 crore price tag. The car is not legal to drive on public roads. So you can only be James Bond while sitting in your garage. Number 2 Naomi Campbell is one of the original supermodels. There's enough people who got to know more about fashion just from tracking her rather than labels and styles. So even though she's not a regular on the ramps in the fashion capitals anymore, she's making some new moves. Her new stomping ground is the African continent. Most recently, Lagos in Nigeria. She was the most talked about face of the Arise Fashion Week, which is one of Africa's most respected fashion showcases. As part of the show, she modeled for several of the top brands from the continent, bringing her signature sway to the ramp and adding some international glamour to the week. And while she was doing this, she was also making a point. For her, Africa is rich in so many ways and a lot of it is still untapped, especially the talent of their people and what they can give. So she feels this is the time. She said, "Now we're not asking, we're telling. You have to pay attention to this continent." And given some of the others who were at the shows, she's not the only one who set her sights on the continent. A couple of the current top models of African origin as well as senior editors from both British and American Vogue were there. This works fabulously for the local designers, where the feeling is that Africa is moving on from having a moment in international fashion to having its own strong identity. There's a new type of look that's being created in Africa, but is meant for the world. For those of us who are fashion forward, it's starting to look like something to pay careful attention to. While your peeps are busy with their French and Italian labels, you have a whole new continent to explore. Number 1 
finally, from the always in your face world of the Kardashians, comes news of Kim Kardashian filing for trademark protection for her less than one month old son. Kim and Kanye West welcomed their fourth child, a baby boy via surrogacy, on May 9th, announcing his arrival the following day. He's been named Sam West, and apparently, just one day after announcing his name to the world, they filed a trademark application for his name. The filing covers potential business ventures that might use his name, including hair accessories, calendars, books, magazines, clothes, and more. It would also obviously include baby products like strollers, diaper bags, and swaddling blankets. Clearly, even an infant Kardashian has the potential to build an empire. Listen, if they start filming him pooping and gurgling and cooing, and people actually start following him, I'm going to lose my shit. Leaving you to wonder if trademarking little Chotu's name could potentially put the intention out there to the universe. It's a wrap on today's Jaldi Five. We love to hear from you, so please know Jagu uses Jaguism on Insta and Twitter and across social. I'm at Tarana Raja. Get in touch. You can also email feedback on jukebox at bookmyshow.com and follow Book My Show on Facebook, Insta, and Twitter for updates on movies, events, and all the theater geeks. Also, do check out our longer order show. It's called The Odd Couple, and it's also available right here on Book My Show. A new episode will be out on Friday. Until next time, I'm Tarana and I'm Jagu. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Jaldi Five with Jagu and Tarana exclusively on Book My Show, where all you gotta do is hashtag just press play.